Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Wrong Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. Uh, I had a nice game plan for tonight's show. I have it laid out on the show sheet. And a couple hours ago, Kevin hit me up with a text that said, hey, we're going to change it up. We're going to bring on a guest. So, Kevin, tell these folks who our guest is this evening. I mean, I'm looking at your sheet. We can still cover all this stuff, buddy. We'll see. Yeah, there's no doubt. But, everybody, this is Mr. Tom Barnhart, one of my close friends. Uh, we've been in leagues for many, many years. We go the whole way back to middle school. On the screen, you'll see when his name. When did this start? When did what start? Like our, this might be, I was thinking the other day, this might be the 25th year that we've been in the original league. I think it started around 98, 99. 98, so. yeah, that league started in 98. Right. So for those of you seeing uh, his name, it says Nut. In our circles, in our group of friends, he's known as Two Nut. That's his nickname. We all have one. We don't need to get into the logistics of that no. name. Use your imagination. We uh, don't. Tom, though he looks like a homeless man, is actually highly intelligent and very skilled fantasy player. I don't mind saying that. Uh, he's one of the three people in my league of record of 16 teams who knows our league inside and out. But before we get to that, Tom is also an avid Raiders fan for some reason or other. I don't know that he's really ever, I don't know if I've ever really asked why, but... Tom, give us your take on first Mr. Devontae Adams for this season. Okay, you want me to give you the quick lowdown of why? Sure. Since it doesn't make a whole lot of well, it does make sense. But so I grew up, I'm like your age, essentially, a year younger. In the 80s, the Raiders were, you know, they were probably one of the most one of the more popular teams in the NFL. But I was originally originally a Colts fan, had all the Colts gear. As a kid, young kid, really wasn't watching games so I was like seven, I think eight years old when they left town. And the year they left, from what I remember, I was an avid Redskin hater at the time. The Raiders, right around the same time, the Raiders were in uh, Super Bowl in 84, crushed the Redskins. And the Colts left, I believe, that same year. So I just flipped it and just said, I'm just going to, you know, from a kid logic, I'm going to root for the Raiders. Plus, they had Marcus Allen, Jim Plunkett, Howie Long, um, oh God, Lyle Alzado. They just had a plethora right. of like personalities. So I just gravitated to that team. Kid there, logic. There they go. won the Super Bowl. They beat the team that I didn't like. I couldn't follow the Colts in Indy because they didn't carry him locally on the TV anymore. Okay. So and of course, eventually had the time. greatest athlete in the history of the NFL. That was a few years later. Right. But that was good because I got to see that whole thing play out which was fun to a point so anybody listening to the show knows that i am an, uh was madly in love with bo jackson and still am and mr tuna here feels mm -hmm. the same way so Devonte adams talk to us so i think from a fantasy perspective i think he's going to be solid look at his numbers last year i believe in your league and probably most leagues, he was the number two or three fantasy receiver, mostly because he was getting big play touchdowns, in addition to having compiling, you know, great stats, catches, yards, TDs. I think he had 11. Um, I might be mistaken there, but he, he had 14 long touchdowns. Ones. How many? 14. He was okay. he was wide receiver, too, in half PPR leagues. 
Okay, so he was he was dominant. I picked him in in our league in Kevin and I's league last year as my number one receiver. And you know, you didn't know what you were going to get with him going to Oakland or Vegas. But uh, with the car connection, I figured that was solid. Now this year with Garoppolo, Garoppolo is pretty vanilla, but I think he has enough if he can stay healthy to get Adams. Uh, probably top six. I don't want to. I think he'll be around five or six receiver this year, just because he's such a stud. You just throw the ball near him, and he's going to make the play. But I definitely think there's a downgraded quarterback, and also. I don't trust Garoppolo will play more than eight games this year. So Aiden right, O'Connell so, looks good right now, but I don't know that he's going to be able to do it in real games. No, uh, I agree with you on there on that one. So let's stick with the receivers. Uh, two years ago, Hunter Renfro was very surprisingly wide receiver 11. A lot of that happened because Darren Waller went down. They didn't have anyone to throw the ball to. Uh, so they went with Renfro last year. He gets hurt this year. He's, I'm assuming he's going to probably be the number two target behind Devontae Adams. He is currently being drafted with an ADP of wide receiver 80. Does that feel right to you, or is everyone in the world sleeping on Hunter Renfro? I think I think that's way undervalued at this point. Now, they are bringing in Jacoby Myers, who's also a Hunter Renfro-type player, a possession guy. Doesn't score a lot of TDs, but he's an 800-yard, 900-yard receiver that scores about five touchdowns a year. Renfro was that little, like, wiry guy, slippery, that would just get the ball and then go for, like, another four or five after the catch. He'd, he'd catch it, make a move, get a few yards, and that was his uh, that was his main play. His main plays were in the flats, catching it and going. Now, Jacoby Myers is similar to that in terms of he's a more of a possession guy, but I think that's going to cut into Renfro's uh, production. I think Renfro will be good, but I don't think we're going to see the Renfro from two years ago. And like you said, it's because they, they were hurting their receiver. They had a, an injured Waller. They didn't have Adams and Renfro will, will catch pretty much everything you throw to him, but he's a smaller, he's a smaller receiver. He's not a guy that's going to streak down the field, beat the, like take the top off the defense and score like a 60 yarder, but he does those little underneath catches all day long. So I think with Adams possibly being still being that down the field threat, Renfro and, and Myers would be nice in the intermediate game, but I don't know what Jimmy G has. I don't trust him as a down the field passer. So I'm not, This it's a whole new ball game, I think. And then you have Michael Meyer, who's a good, great college uh, pass catching tight end. He'll be healthy, unlike Waller, you know, knock on wood, but I kind of want to see what he does in the NFL. I, I expect he'll do okay. Not great, but okay. I had a bold prediction that uh, Michael Mayer will be a top 15 tight end this season, yeah, yep. even as a rookie. So right now, Jacoby Myers has an ADP of 50 of wide receiver 57. So if you're if you're on the clock, Kevin, do you want Renfro or Myers? Forget ADP. They're both you're looking at both of them. Who would you rather have? Jacoby Myers. It's not even close. Two nut. With those, with that AD, uh, yeah, probably Myers because it's a whole new system. Like they're they have a new QB, and it's just it's hard to predict what you're going to get now. So I'll go with Myers because he's a more proven asset. Like I said, Renfro had one year. Myers has had about three solid years. Not great, but solid. He was pretty he's sought a, after a as a free agent. There was a lot of teams that had interest. I mean, he he was 
in an off season that there wasn't a whole lot of big names at wide receiver going out there. He was really probably one of the top, what, five, six guys that, that moved. And I was looking at stats. Renfro is 5'10", and Myers is 6'2", which is surprising to me. I didn't think he was that tall. But I think that makes a big difference, too, just when you're in coverage. Most D-backs aren't huge. So I think Myers would have an edge in that uh, capacity where Renfro is more of a, you know, you have to make, you have to get open. He works so hard to get open where Myers is probably more, a little bit easier for a quarterback to throw to. Gotcha. So we'll move on to one last Raiders question. Josh Jacobs, go. So last year, if you recall, I missed him in the draft, but I signed him as a free agent. I picked up Zamir White and signed him to three years. Knowing, not knowing that Jacobs would hold out, but the writing was on the wall last year that, and, and no one saw Jacob's big year coming. So that kind of threw a wrench into my, my plan, but it was, he was coming into his last year this year of his contract. And I, I figured the Raiders weren't going to pay him a lot. Typically running backs. I think this is his fifth. Is this his fifth year in the league? Yeah. So yeah, it's like, that's their shelf life. You do five years, you get paid a, a small salary and then, you know, you want a huge salary, but you're already like 26, 27 years old. No NFL team in their right mind, unless it's like that that gem running back that you get every 10 years. You, no one's going to pay them big contracts. It would be stupid. I mean, look what happens to like Zeke and all those guys when they hit that age. Even Kamara last year, you know, he was in, I think he was injured, but like you kind of saw the, the downfall. His game has slowed down quite a bit. So there, I wouldn't pay Jacobs more than a year. And the Raiders would be silly to throw money at him at this age, even though he came off a great season. They're going to run him into the ground this year. I mean, they're going to do DeMarco Murray him this year. And then he's going to go to another team on 300 carries. Probably not be, be that good, but he'll sign for maybe a three or four year deal to some sucker team. Maybe give one more year and then just start to, de- to go down because mm-hmm. of his age. He's a running back. Well, so, so do you think he's even said, going to sign? Do you think he's even going to play? I mean, you, it's a, it's a, you almost have to, because I mean, if he doesn't play, he doesn't get paid, right? Correct. He has to decide. He has to accept the offer by week ten. I mean, or he doesn't from, accrue a year. From his standpoint, he should, because I think he's at what ten, like ten million this year. Ten point one million. He's turned down. Yeah. We feel so just, horrible for him. I mean, we saw what happened to Le'Veon Bell, but th- he got paid. So he his did. career kind of ended, but the dude got a shit ton of money. And with that being a lesson, what? No, no, no cursing. <laughs> I'm a, I teach elementary school. <laughs> oh, sorry. A crap ton of money. It's all so good. Like, with, with that, um, you saw what happened. His career is over. He made a lot of money. I don't think a team in their right mind is going to take that risk again because that's a nice lesson to be like, why would we pay a running back? Especially after the Raiders, if he does play, are going to run the heck out of him. I mean, they're going to they're going to run the wheels off just because they know he's not going to be a team this year. And I don't think you throw a ton of money at running backs. Kevin, you and I have talked about this in the past. Like a good team with a good quarterback, good offensive line, you can plug and play running backs. Now you'll have an elite one like a McCaffrey, Barry Sanders, Bo Jackson. Those guys make their Ladanian. I mean, there's there's a, a number of people you could name, but you could also throw, I don't know, anyone that's an NFL running back behind a good line with a good quarterback, and they're going to get tons of yards. Agreed. So I don't think I don't think you throw money at Jacobs if he plays. He's stupid but, if he doesn't. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Bobby. Where would you take him? That's what's the earliest you take Josh Jacobs if he's just sitting there. You're in a 12 man league. Man, 
it, for me, probably with this holdout, I'm scared. I got burned by Le'Veon Bell a few years ago. Probably not until, I mean, maybe just before the middle of the third round. Yeah, I was going to say third round somewhere, depending yeah. on what I already have. Mm-hmm. Tunut, you're running out of time here. You have a big decision to make in your league of record, buddy. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I got five minutes. All so, right, so. Oh, yes, you are. Do you want me to get the printer real quick? In our league, it's a auction dynasty league. But Tunut had two great contracts with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Well, guess what? They had great years. They're in the top 10 scoring, but are making less than one-third of the top 10 salaries of their position. They are holdouts. Now you have till 9 o'clock tonight to pick one. or Actually, you could hold either one and pay them instead of 5 or $8, $35, I believe. Mm-hmm. You could pick one or the other. You could pick both. You could pick neither. You can pay as many holdouts as you want. Talk to us. What? What? Where's our decision making? You told me earlier you were 60-40 on who you're taking. Okay. I was telling you earlier you have Fields, who's the uh, prototypical just, you know, the, the passing quarterback. He could hit 40 touchdowns through the air this year. He's got a little bit of, like, juice in the legs. He could run for five or six more. He's good for 20 yards maybe rushing a game. Lawrence, no, you're special. saying. You're talking but, about Lawrence. You said Fields. Yeah, La- yeah, I'm sorry, Lawrence. Lawrence, Lawrence. So – I was originally going to do the safe bet, sign Lawrence, and give him 35 bucks. But I was also thinking with Fields, you have such a a high floor. Like he, he with the running, 50 or 60 yards rushing in the game for him doesn't seem to be anything. That's that's an average game. With that, one yard per 10 yards in our league, you're adding another touchdown on the, the ground rushing. So all he has to do, think about this. He throws a touchdown, a pick. It's right there's uh, five minus two, three points. He throws for 200 yards. There's eight. So he's at 11. And then he rushes for 50 or 60 yards. He jumps up to like 16 to 17 points. Doesn't have a fantastic game. Doesn't even score a rushing touchdown. Just throws one touchdown, one pick. You know, pedestrian passing numbers. Pretty good rushing numbers for a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. His floor is so high that – even though he could still suck this year in terms of NFL wins from a fantasy perspective, it's really hard. Even if they're behind, it's like, he's going to be the the show and he knows he can run kind of like Lamar was doing a couple of years ago. He was just cranking out numbers, rushing. I think fields is younger and there's not as many issues with fields has better receivers too. You bring in, um, uh, DJ Moore. Yeah. And it's like, it's bringing in that weapon, I think, has greatly added to to what his production will be. You have a full season with Chase Playpool, even though he's kind of a head case. He's talented. Um, Darnell Mooney is is streaky, but he's a fast. Bobby weapon. loves him. Yeah, I, I still think because he kind of was a letdown last year too, but that was because Fields wasn't a great passer. Okay, well, so you, okay, so you spell that out. You spell well, that out. Roughly, yeah. these quarterbacks in our league would go between 30 and 35 bucks, most likely. There's a lot of quarterbacks yeah. out there, a lot of people with a lot of money. So that factors in. Right. The top eight quarterbacks, the average salary of the top half quarterbacks in our league, salary-wise, not production, was $38. If you take the, the highest to the number eight, $38. Okay. The next eight for nine to 16 was $16. So that's a big difference. But – it, what, where I'm going with that is 35 bucks isn't that much because eight quarterbacks last year went for 33 or higher. One so minute you warning. Say, I'm going to go out and get a good quarterback <laughs> or I'm going to play. 
play it safe and try to get, you know, just before nine o'clock comes, I want to keep Fields and sign him to the thirty-five dollar deal. How many I know years? People are one year, two this. year, three year? One year deal. I'm not crazy. So just one year, thirty-five. Yeah. It's Fields and let Lawrence go. Yes, Bobby. What would you have done? Uh, I'm Lawrence all day long, baby. I got Lawrence. Uh, where's he at? I have him as my QB six. I have Fields at QB eight. Right. Yeah, I mean, and it's a. So many, many of his points we've discussed last year came from those three. I looked today, he had three touchdowns of, I think, 52 yards or longer rushing. They were, I mean, he so only had points. Fields only had three more rushing touchdowns than Trevor Lawrence had. Fields had eight, Lawrence had five. And Lawrence just, Lawrence got a huge upgrade in his receiving core. Christian Kirk's no longer his number one uh, weapon. Calvin Ridley is who, in the last full healthy season we saw him, was wide receiver four overall. Now, I'm not expecting him to, to do that again, but he's certainly better than DJ Moore. Yeah, th this was a real toss-up for me. I don't know. I might have thrown them both back. I think Lawrence is better for stability. I think Fields has the higher actual ceiling, yes, but he'll be very rollercoaster. He might throw out a 45-point game. I don't know that Trevor's going to do that, but Trevor's probably not going to throw out a whole lot of four-point games either, but he might. It also Trevor, depends on how your team's made up. Trevor did have three games last year at late in the season where he threw one touchdown on 80 pa 81 pass attempts, one TD, one passing, yeah. one rushing. And he had about the same amount of games of 10 points or less than Fields. Now, he is getting Ridley, but, I mean, they're both getting a weapon. And uh, I, I, I think Trevor could throw between 35 and 40 TDs. He is safer. He's definitely the safer bet, but oh, I wanted excitement. I we like got you. We got Fields. We'll be good. I'll see you Friday night. You got 30 seconds to tell us about your snakes. Go. Um, I just for people that don't know me, I breed ball pythons for color mutations and pattern mutations. And they basically I've been doing this for 21 years this year. And it sounds crazy, but it is uh it's pretty lucrative just because of the rarity of some of them. Um, I'm looking behind me here. This is all of them <laughs> behind me. I'll pull one out. Hopefully I don't oh, get no. bit. But this is a uh, Kevin. Can you identify one gene in this one? Um, it's a common gene. Piebald. No, it makes it orange. It's a fruit. Uh, I don't know. Banana. Oh, it's a banana. Sorry. Yeah. So this is a banana pinstripe orange dream leopard het for clown. So the recessive gene is in there. All the other ones are visual. That's what makes this is not a very good. Uh, very good. Well, we're gonna put yeah. on the thing. We'll put a little, um, little hashtag to your to your business. Yeah. So, it's uh, you know, they're harmless too. You saw me. I just reached in. They're not venomous. They don't bite. So that's why they're a popular snake. Yeah, it's pretty intense because you sell these all over the world, and people all over the world know who you are because of your snakes. Yeah, it's kind of wild. People in other countries know who I am, and yeah, so it's kind of weird. Very good. So. Well, thank you, all sir. Right. Glazed meat. I'll see you. you Friday night at my Friday house, night. and uh, I guess we'll go from there. How's that sound? Thanks for being on. Sounds great. Nice meeting you, Bobby. I watch these videos a lot, so nice awesome. finally to talk to you. Okay, Happy man. to have you see on, you man. Later. Thank you. All right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Well, I didn't see that taking a snake turn. No. That was quite was interesting. pretty quick. He wasn't on there for more than about 12 minutes. 15 minutes. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let's get back on track here. Uh, very knowledgeable about the Raiders. I don't know about anything else. Um, 
He just looks at things different, but he does really well in any league he's in. He knows the stuff and he puts in the work throughout the year. He's not lackadaisical at his shirts. And he also, some you really preach a lot to everybody, is know the rules of your league. Know the rules, know the scoring parameters. He knows them almost as well as I do. Yeah, and you know what? That'll be a good segue. We'll just go right into – I have two more um, draft strategies that I always try to employ uh, depending on, you know, which draft I'm in. And I will talk about a draft that I just completed. Actually, it's it's mostly a listener league draft that we'll talk about in a little bit. A lot, lot of folks in it that uh, that do partake in the show. Uh, but one of them is to don't be afraid to get your guys. Uh, and that's really um, – I definitely you want to use that strategy if you're at either one of the turns, whether it's, you know, the 112 turn or the um, 12 – uh, the 11, 12 turn on the other end because you have a long wait between your picks. If you're sitting at the end of a round and you're making back-to-back picks, I mean, a 12-team league, you have 20-some picks before you get to go again. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, man, you know, if I'm at the, let's call it, I'm making my second-round pick and I'm pick 11. So it's, what, 14. And I'm like, you know what, I could – I really want a, a high-end quarterback. I want a Mahomes. I want an Allen. I want a Hurts. If you don't make it there, you're probably not getting them, depending on what league you're in, obviously. So that's when you, it's not too terrible to jump some ADP if you really like a guy. If you really like Ramondre Stevenson and you're picking at that you know, 14th pick, he's not making it back to you in the third. You can jump some ADP with that, in my opinion, uh, to to get the guy that you want on your team that you may have ranked better than some of the other guys um, around there. That's a pretty intense jump because if you're picking well, 14, then you're picking first of the second. So you're, you're talking about taking a guy no, in a 12 team early. League. 12, 12 team league. If it's a 12 team league and you have the, the, the 14th pick will be your first pick in the second round. Right. So wow. Ramondre is going like around the turn, right? Around the uh, two, three turn. Yeah, there's no way he's going to come back the whole way right. to the end of the third. But yeah, that's a huge jump. I mean, that's a lot of spots. But I, I buy that to a certain point. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't want to jump too far. Um, but yes, it's always nice because regardless of what these guys do and what we watch and what how they perform, it's always nice when to have players on your team that you actually want and you want to root for, especially if they blow up and you look like a genius because you were the one that said, "I don't care what you think. I'm taking this guy right here." And you look brilliant. And if it doesn't work out, most people just forget you did it anyway. No, that's absolutely true. And another one I use in almost all of my drafts is when you get to the later rounds, we're past the point of playing it safe. You really want to go for upside and breakout players, guys that you think are going to way outperform their ADP. I, I don't need someone that's you know going to get me anywhere from six to nine points a week. You know, that's where mo- that's who most of these guys are and who most of them are going to be. But when I'm picking late in the draft, I want to hit someone that's got some serious upside, some juice, something that can really jumpstart my team. If I get, you know, if I get in a lull, I know one guy that that we liked a lot last year that didn't pan out with Sky Moore. Right now, he's going to pick 127. He could still be the wide receiver one this season in Kansas City. That's a guy I'd much rather have over Cole Komet, who's going before him. at The one pick before Sky Moore is Cole Komet. 
Cole Komet's he's not getting anybody excited. I'm not getting out of bed in the morning. 40% about Cole. of his production last year were in two games. <laughs> right. Right. So that's just a an example of someone where, you know, I want to go for the ceiling. I want to go for the sky late in my drafts. You know, I don't I don't need someone like Adam Thielen when, you know, right after him's Tyler Algier. Now, week to week, who knows? But any injury on the Panthers isn't going to catapult Adam Thielen, you know, into the the yeah. stratosphere. Bijan Robinson goes down, and all of a sudden, you got a top twelve running back on your team with the way the Falcons do business. So, just another tip that I try to uh, employ in just about every draft that I'm in. Now, to piggyback on that, that's I think the most solid strategy in a redraft league in a league with keepers or potentially dynasty in those late rounds, I'm not even worried about this year. Typically, unless I really have a need, I am now looking into the future and taking guys that other people aren't even going to even look at just in case they do something. And next year I, my 12th round pick is already in hand. A guy that put out, you know, fifth round numbers and we're good to go in my league. It's even farther down the road. Cause you keep guys up to give them up to a five-year contract. Like I did sky Moore. Didn't work out last year, but guess what? He sat on my bench all year. I didn't really care. If he blows up and, this year and next year, I'm golden. And who else did you do that with? I did a George Pickens, Chris Olave, right? There uh, Brian it is. Robinson, a lot of yep. guys. That was my whole master plan. And that's right. Most of them worked out to some level or other, other than Sky Moore. Yep. All right. Some pretty big news, depending. We'll see how it pans out. It could be nothing, could be something. But the Colts have granted Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. From what I hear, he has until Tuesday to do it. So not quite, I guess, a week. Today's, what's today? Wednesday, right? Yeah, the 29th. The they're, they're cut off the 29th. Yep. Um, so we'll see how this goes. I did see he showed up at practice. Now, I don't know if he shows up at every practice. But I did see pictures of him at practice. Um as soon as they told him he could seek a trade, he came out there. There's a joint practice with the Eagles, which is very interesting. I can't see that happening, but as if you pay any attention to the NFL, you know the GM for Philadelphia, Howie Roseman, he contacts every team about every player in the league just to see what's yeah. out there and what can happen. Um, I don't anticipate him going to um, Philly. That would be incredible no, if they already did. brought in two backs and i don't know that they'd yeah. have the money to make it work anyway not this not well, this early going into the season or this late going into the season right i mean a lot of teams are are, are hurting for cash but um i'll give you some because i know the colts asked for a first round pick or multiple picks for this deal well i can tell you that the 49ers gave up a second third fourth and fifth round pick for christian mccaffrey last year trent richardson a few years ago went for a first round pick what a mistake that was. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy was traded for Kiko Alonso. So, I mean, who knows? It's a lot easier when you're coming up with a, you know, a trade scenario for Jonathan Taylor when we're using draft picks. But if it were a player for player, I mean, who the heck knows where that would come from? That could literally be any team in the league. Uh, and then your boy, you mentioned on the show last week. So I thought I'd throw him in here, but Corey Dillon uh, went for a second rounder many, almost good grief. What? 19 years ago, I guess, yeah. maybe. Uh, so that's just some compensation we see for some, you know, one of the better running backs in the league, at least at the time the trade happened. So do you have any teams that you could see 
um, JT going to that would make sense? Well, the one I, I'm sure you've seen it's being most talked about now is the Dolphins, but somehow every I don't think so. Somehow I'm just saying what what they said tonight. They, they're the ones that are most interested right now. That six teams are interested. Two have already made them offers, and that probably Miami's one of them. But then again, every running back in the league at some point this summer has been said rumored to be going to Miami. I don't know how Everyone. many they need. It seems like they've already like 48 of their 53-man roster is going to be running backs as it is. So I guess they can make room for a 49th. Miles Gaskin is still on the roster, I think. Yeah, how? I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, so I... the, the one that immediately came to my mind today, and this would be the biggest slap in the face, but the Raiders. And just smack Josh Jacobs in the oh, face. Oh man! And give give oh. JT the contract and say JJ, peace out. Boy, that would be something, wouldn't it? It would be crazy. Uh, Salvin Ahmed also is still on Miami somehow. It's uh, there's a there's a lot of them there, and and, and is a chain is I guess is he the official starter or is he one A one B one C? Is it just going to rotate? Yes. Everybody gets seven carries a game. Most, yes. Until one of them or all of them get hurt. Which they all do. Every last one of them is is chronically injured. I got a team for you that for Jonathan Taylor that I absolutely would hate. I mean, if I could pick one team not to get him, it, it would be the Dallas Cowboys. They, For me, they are tired of losing. They need something to get them over the hump. Surely they have to know what everyone else knows. It's not Dak. He's not that dude. Uh, they do love to make a splash. Jerry Jones loves to see his name in the paper. They do have a history of paying running backs. Obviously, Ezekiel had, had a huge contract. Didn't really work out. But their cupboard is bare after Tony Pollard. And if they get Jonathan Taylor in there, then Tony Pollard can do Tony Pollard things. Yeah, he, he it immediately solves his, I'm too tired, coach. I yeah. can't run more than 15 yeah. times a game. It would right. definitely solve that. They again, I think, are a team that would be really strapped to be able to to bring in to pay mm-hmm. him right now. That's the problem with the timing of this. It's it's not easy to finagle the cap so much as you're cutting down to your 53 man roster. It's like the toughest time of the year that you've got to get on board with everything. Well, if that were to happen, the team that would get him, I'm sure there there'd be a surprise cut or two. A couple big money guys there that almost might have to be. Or maybe one of those right. one of those big salaries would be the one traded. Uh, true. Compensate. Yeah. Because I, and he's got to, I mean, the team that he's going to go to, surely they're not going to give up what he's going to, what they're going to have to give up to get him. They're yeah. not going to do that without locking him up to a deal, you know, right. three, four years, something like that. Uh, Minnesota was another one I thought about. Um, Alexander Madison, he's never been the right. guy. This makes sense. Yeah. He, right, he only had double-digit carries once last year, and the last two seasons he's only averaged 3.7 and 3.8 yards uh, per carry. Now, again, this is another team, don't have a lot of money laying around, but their window, if they want to go for it, man, I already picked them to be to finish. I think last in the division was my one of my bold predictions. That window is closing and closing quick. If they want to do this, they got to go, this is the year, man. You got Justin Jefferson – Throw JT out there, you might be able to put something together. Yeah, that, that, that's not a bad one. You lost Dalvin Cook. Not that he he was just a shadow of his former self, anyway. But yeah, I, I could buy that. That wouldn't that wouldn't be a bad fit at all, really, because they didn't really replace a thing. Madison, he hasn't proven anything as a, as a lead dog. 
other than a couple games here and there. I like that, buddy. Thank you. I got one more. Throw it out. How, how about the Chicago Bears? That was the one um, I was going to say. You steal my phone. Oh, nice. Go, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Feel free. <laughs> anyway, I have any great reason on that. Wow, what a three-headed okay. monster there they'd have all of a sudden. Yes, that would be quite the young core of offensive players yeah. to work with. Yeah, Justin Fields, Jonathan Taylor, if he went there, and DJ Moore at receiver. Um, they love running the ball. They and sure do. They, they just received an extra first and second round pick from the trade they did with the Panthers, uh, moving away from the number one spot. And lastly, Mr. Kevin Reynolds. Yes, sir. Do yes, you sir. know who in the Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator was when Jonathan Taylor was blowing up the league? I have no idea. It was current Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. So he huh. got to see that dude in practice every day. Very good. So I'll ask you this then. It's week one. Is he playing on is he on the Colts sideline or the field? Oh. I would play it safe and say the Colts. I agree. Okay. It but if you didn't agree it would be very difficult for me to argue with you because I could see it going both ways. I'd probably say 60-40. I feel like he's staying staying in Indy. Yeah, I was going to say at worst it's 50-50 just because the logistics of doing this with two weeks to go before there are three weeks to go before the regular season. That's tough. That's going to be tough yeah. to work out. And it might even be a thing when he goes, he hasn't been practicing, so he's not going to be in any kind of shape. He's not going to know their offense most likely. He might not play till week two or three anyway. If he's not very traded till next Tuesday – He's most likely that's not a, playing week one. Yeah, that's what a week and a half maybe before yeah. the season starts. Yeah. yeah, that'd be tough. That'd be a, that'd be a quick turnaround. But boy, that would change some landscapes. Oh, I mean, especially depending on where he went. You know, if he if, goes to Miami. They might cut two or three of their backs then, and then they dominoes. They start flying to all these other teams in the league. Yep, uh, and and that's going to be that's going to happen regardless. This, I mean, they're going to be every single year. They're surprise cuts. Um, after training camp, absolutely. Like when, oh, yeah, always. Gotta, every yeah, year, you got to dwindle that uh, guys you don't expect. I mean, going into this whole process, I'm thinking Rashad Penny is going to be a monster in Philly, and all I keep hearing is he might be the first one that gets cut. They might yeah. keep Boston Scott over Rashad Penny, and it's like that's your boy. Okay, I know. Oh, stop it, Penny. Yes, I hate Scott. Oh, Scott, I hate, I hate you for saying it. All Thank right, you. so feel good. <laughs> this past weekend, I did my first draft. Uh, I'll call it our listener league draft. It's a 14 team half PPR. Uh, and quite a few of those folks are avid listeners of the show. Um, man, what a wild draft it was. I sent you a couple screenshots. I'm looking at it right now. I, I did. I have done quite a few mock drafts just to get a good feel, see where guys are going try some different strategies. What if I take Kelsey in the first? What if I do this? What if I go wide receiver heavy? In not one, one single draft, went seven running backs in the first 11 picks. And that's what happened in this draft. 13 running backs in the first 25 picks. That was wild and completely unexpected. Now, because of that, I was able to grab Cooper Cup with the ninth overall pick, which I absolutely love. And then, because all those running backs are going, Saquon Barkley went fourth overall. Derrick Henry went something like seventh. I'm sitting there staring at Devontae Adams 11th. in the second. Who went 11th? 
Derrick Henry went 11th. Bijan oh, yeah, went sure. 7th. Okay, there you go. I'm staring at Devontae Adams in the second round, and I how can I say no to that? So, bang, bang, I get to monster receive. These Both of these guys could be top five receivers, especially in a half-point PPR. So, very excited about that. And in a league that I thought kind of thought quarterbacks would go early, there's only one to get drafted. Mahomes went in the, was the only quarterback on the first 32 picks. 26th. Yeah. Um, you should, did and, you and, say this was a 14 team league? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and with 14 teams, that running back talent goes pretty quick when they're, when they're flying off the board this way, it gets thin. Third round came. I, I still couldn't take a running back because Mark Andrews has an ADP of 29. I got him at 37. I mean, that that gives me an advantage at the tight end possession, position every single week unless I'm playing the owner of of Travis Kelsey. That's that's big time for me. At least you I like hope that. so because this new Munkin offense, we don't right, know if right. it's going to run through the tight ends anymore. Right, and I'm going to blow your mind. I have a Mark Andrew. I'm going to I'm going to bring your bell here, buddy. Bring it. In and this is another uh, stat I stole from fantasy footballers. Listen to it. This is crazy. In Mark Andrews' entire five year career, he has pass blocked on 27 snaps. He passed block on one snap last year. Yeah, just one. That dude runs a route on every single pass play again hopefully that continues but that is wild how do you how are you a tight end in the nfl you play for five years and you've only pass blocked 27 times that's their offense that's he's basically a slot receiver in that offense they had the other Uh, big boys to do all the blocking uh fourth round came around i got my running back miles sanders was sitting there you know i love miles sanders uh so i was happy to get him Obviously, it's not ideal having him be my running back one, but when you got Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Mark Andrews, I'm cool with that. Uh, Then I gambled. Javante Williams in the fifth. He burned me last year in this same league, but I hopped back in the well simply because his reports have been beautiful. So um, I'm hoping he can stay healthy. Get not even if it's not a workhorse role, I think he should be able to do enough to be my running back too. And I followed that up with Deontay Johnson in the sixth. I'm a little higher on him than most. He was wide receiver 39 last year with zero touchdowns. His career average is five. If he had five scores last year, he'd have been wide receiver 23. And we're not even talking about him here. He'd have won a few rounds earlier. So if we can, I don't even need him to have a big year. I just need him to get back to what he normally does. And I'll be good there. Any not. thoughts on Sanders, Williams, or You know Johnson? I'm big on Sanders. What I'm not big on is that he's your number one back. We talked about this mm-hmm. the next morning, yep. and I, I told you my initial thoughts were, you know, for drafting ninth, well, like the worst place to draft in a 14-team league, yep. this wasn't a bad team, but you have some definite waiver wire work to do because if Sanders doesn't pan out and Javante Williams, who I am not big on this year, next year I am, but not this year, because ACL injuries are, we've talked about it, very tough to come back from. You could be in some real trouble because you have to play two running backs. But there's always diamonds in the rough. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not happy with your quarterback because, as I've told you, I, I think Gino is going to be more last second half of the season Gino from last year, which is still better than his normal career 
I'm not saying he's horrible, but I don't I don't expect him to to go gangbusters like well he was there was talk of him being the MVP after eight or nine games last year. He then he fell off a cliff. I think you have a good start. The wide receiver core, if they're healthy, is just sick. Uh, but you need if you could get that one nice guy that just sort of falls into your lap on a waiver wire, a running back, you know, because we know it happens every year. There'll be five, six, seven guys that nobody's even talking about now that are gonna be top twenty-five backs. Uh, I think I think you you're you're set pretty good. So well, I'll hit on that quarterback thing here in just a minute. But so I took Miles Sanders, sixth pick of the fourth round. Yeah. Right after me went Cam Akers. Who would you rather have, Sanders or Akers? It's just so iffy. I'd say Sanders. Right. But Akers, man, not the, by last, much, right? the end of the year last year looked really good and again. And and I thought about this one. I, I was like, you know what? Akers, Sanders. But I, I stuck to my rankings. I have Sanders just a couple spots higher. So I went there. James Conner went after that. Miles Sanders or James Conner? James Conner gets a lot of touchdowns. Man, I, w- I, I wish but Sanders could have just – I wish he'd already had one year in Carolina. It would make this so much easier. But, uh, yeah, we really know. don't know. One thing says he's going to blow up. Another one says he's the number one player in the NFL to avoid this year as far as like where his ADP is, like drafting him and people are overdrafting. So I think I'd probably take Sanders just for the upside and because Kyler Murray is going to miss most, if not all, of the season. But again, that's right. why they're all going in that same general area. It's it's sort of pick your poison and hope you just hope you pick the right one. Yeah, uh, f- uh, honestly, m- up until now with this draft, my picks I didn't have to think too much. First three rounds I didn't have to think at all, and then fourth round, you know, I juggled with the Acre Sanders deal, went with Sanders. Um, and you'd mentioned quarterback, uh, and yes, I ended up with Geno Smith, and um, I'll get to him in just a minute, but. Quarterbacks continued to fall in this league where Justin Fields, who we were just talking about with your buddy Tunut, he has an ADP of 46. He didn't get drafted till pick 62. Yeah. And then I ended up getting Geno Smith. Um, I can't remember exactly what round it was, but it was 46 picks below his ADP. 46. We're talking four rounds in a 12-team draft. Um lower than his ADP. I got him in the 12th round, the sixth yeah. pick of the 12th yeah. round. That is incredible value. And he was the 19th quarterback drafted. 18 other yeah. guys went before Geno Smith. And Geno Smith was what, QB5 last year? Now, I am not. I don't think it'll be QB5 this year, but all I need him to be, you give me QB10 to 12, so I'm saying, and, and I'm, and I'm rolling even, here. Right, if he can just do a little better than he did for his career-wise, like even that last half year, he wasn't horrible. It just wasn't gangbusters like the first eight games. Um, but, yeah, dude, I mean, you, you got a good squad here. You got A.J. Dillon in tow. Michael Thomas, I don't know why you even wasted your breath on that. Um, Lore. Eli Mitchell, I mean, all the – I've got know, some – It's a good team. I've got some ceiling picks with Cup and Adams. And I think um, – I grabbed Michael Thomas in what, like the seventh round? I think it was something like that. Um, that allowed – that allowed me, you know, on a bye week or something, if I if I have a flex spot to fill, yeah. I think Michael Thomas, I think he's going to get you five to seven catches a week, couple yards, maybe you get lucky and get the touchdown when you got to throw him in there. I'm not looking for anything big from him. Yeah, if, it, if it's 2019, yeah, I can see yep. that. You get that time I got, well, machine. 2019, you, buddy. You let me know rolling. about that time machine when you get it, because I'd like to yeah. use that some bitch for a few things myself. I'll keep, I'll keep those <laughs> fingers crossed, man. It's not going to be the Saints. 
I did get screwed uh, playing the ADP game once. Um, I was looking at AJ Dillon and Zach Charbonnet when I was picking at 85 and Charbonnet had the lower ADP. His is only a hundred. And I was pick. I was right at pick 85. And I thought, you know what? I kind of rather have Charbonnet, but I think I might be able to get them both. So I played the, the game. I took Dylan. Charbonnet did not make it back. to. Did me. you say he was the next pick? He was, I know he went right next. And yeah. I was like, well, that was a, <laughs> Certainly wasn't gonna. Maybe I just got AJ Dillon back. Who yeah, knows? That's why you um, throw out some trade baits. See if you can swindle someone. Right. But AJ Dillon's another one of those picks that I was talking about where he, he's not going to light the world on fire. You can play him in your flex if you need to, but he's one of those gambles where if age if Aaron Jones goes down, now I got a top twelve running back. Maybe that's what we need, right? I, I would never wish injury on a running back, but who needs a waiver wire if something like that were to happen? Uh, I got sniped on Sky Moore in the ninth. Really wanted him. I uh, settled for Elijah Mitchell. Again, McCaffrey goes down. Boom, I got a top-end running back. And then I same Jeff Wilson in the 10th tenth, tenth round. I'm loading up on these running backs late because, I you know, obviously I missed out on them early. Starting to find a diamond in the rough. Right, and Wilson might be the running back one in Miami. Until Nobody Taylor does. goes there. <laughs> right, I know. I mean, even Wilson, he was 14th last year in yards per touch. He had double-digit carries seven times yeah, and was a top 25 running like back nine every games time. a year. That's, a, that's the problem. Yeah, so um, I don't, I don't, I don't hate the team. I don't hate it. It's I don't either. You know, and, uh, and for anybody I, that does, doesn't know the full thing, if you saw the order these players were going, you'd see why Bobby. This was a no-brainer. Like if you see the running backs that went after you took Devontae Adams at twenty, it's Eddie N, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon. I want, I want Adams over them too. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. He's going to take those right. guys over I, Devontae Adams. He almost, yep, right. you could almost make their own. He he fell in your lap. But here's one point I want to make. I've known through, or I've noticed through the years, the bigger the league, the more owners, more teams, the quicker running backs go. Why? They have to. Because if you don't, you get stuck with none. In my league, running backs still go for so much money because you have to get somebody in a 16 team league. You have got to have one or two studs on your team, or you just can't compete. So they go for so much higher than you expect because people need them. You have to because they get so it's the 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 pool town pool is so sparse with sixteen teams that if you don't get one and pay a lot for them, or in this case take one really early in a redraft league, you just don't end up with any. And in your case, you got it fourth. Okay, I like Miles Sanders, but do I am I really super pumped that he's my my go to number one running back every week that I'm counting on? Of course not. Do I, would I like him as my number two? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm getting crazy That's there. Ideal. I'm feeling like I hit the lottery there. But this 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 guy that we're now counting on this guy to put up number one numbers. Um but when you're when so, you're in so a you 14 team league, the bigger the league, the quicker running backs go because they have to. Yeah. And when you're in this situation, I mean, when you take Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Mark Andrews, you take those big pass catchers early, you're left with Miles and I feel I feel the way these running backs went, I kind of feel lucky. Miles Sanders is my running back one. Well, yeah, I don't feel uh, I don't feel bad about here. having it. Like I said, just you have to hope that that those other three boys can make up those points each week that you might not be getting from the guy that's your number one, and then your number two running back is a guy who might not get a hundred carries this year. Right. I I, well, I understand why you did it because the upside is through the roof. Because you and I both out of college, we, oh, we loved him. You know, man, dreamy, yes. dreamy. We had that oh, big yeah. conversation one day, and I was picking up my daughter from school all about him. And then you looked at tape, and you're like, this guy can play some. 
and he showed it, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I liked him on tape when he was coming out, and we, you and I talked about it, and I had only watched maybe a game or two, and then I saw how much you liked him, so I went back and watched even more film, and the more you watched, the more you fell in love. I mean, crushing linebackers, picking up blitzes. Yeah. Oh, it was great. And, and then we – and then, you know – Season one, we watch him every time he's on. You and I are texting each other. And we're talking about Javante Williams in case yes, anyone was yeah, lost yeah. there. Every time we text you, every time he plays, like, is this dude is so noticeably and easily the best player on the field. There's nobody out there on offense or defense, either team better than this guy. And then boom, ACL rips to shreds, and now we're left to shambles. Yep. And the guess uh, and then my la- real quickly, my last couple picks. I took Roshan Johnson in the eleventh. Again, another dice roll because who knows? Khalil Herbert's probably the the running back one there, but could be rookie Roshan Johnson. He's great pass catcher uh, and good at pass blocking. Geno Smith in the twelfth, as we mentioned. Then um, at this point, I only have I think four wide receivers. So um, Darius Slayton might be the wide receiver one in the New York, with the New York Giants. Do it, roll the dice on him, and then Kareem Hunt, not even on a team, but he'll sign somewhere. And if he goes. You know, to New Orleans, he's already visited there. People thought he was going to sign, didn't. Um, or if Jonathan Taylor gets traded, he's already been in Indianapolis. Maybe he goes there and he's a starter. You know, worst case, I can fill him in, you know, when I need to. And then I grab New Orleans defense late. They have a very low ranking um, in a lot of sites. I know Yahoo has them pretty low. But you look at their schedule, their first six weeks is a cakewalk. I mean, we're talking Ryan Tannehill. They're going against C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, rookie quarterbacks. So you can – don't worry if you miss out on some top-tier defenses. that They should always be your last pick if you still have them in your league. Um, New Orleans is a good one because you can ride them for a few weeks before you have to uh, start streaming. This is an unlimited stream league, so they're not even going to on your team after two weeks anyway. So, Well, or maybe six, depending on – I mean, this maybe, schedule's pretty yeah. – Pretty light. I see that you decide to kick kickers out of this league as well. Oh yeah, gosh, I I just want real people in it. Because that way you can have players signed that aren't even on teams. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, love it. Of course. Um, do us do me a favor, Kevin. The last thing uh, that I uh, I got for this show is to hear all about your one and done. Obviously, I know about it because I'm in it every year. This is one of my favorite. Uh, ways to play fantasy football. I love this format. Uh, and we're always looking to build the league. There are quite a few people in it last year. So anyone listening, um, hear what Kevin's got to say as he describes it. And then uh, shoot us a message, something on Facebook, yep, whatever. Yep. And uh, we'll get you in. But go ahead, Kevin, take her away. So you and I started this three years ago. We were in another league with a guy who writes for Major League Baseball. We got in that league at the very beginning. We did it together. We said to each other that August, these guys have no idea what they're getting themselves into. What did we do? We <laughs> won the championship, baby. It wasn't even close. We annihilated them. But we got out because we didn't really know the people. We want to start our own league. That said, if you guys are listening, you were awesome. Thanks for introducing us to this league. Oh, yes. We really enjoyed it. It was, it was fun great. taking your money. Now, <laughs> so we start our own league, which I am the commission of. Um, same thing. So in a once-and-done league, you can play any one player one time all season long. We play each week one quarterback, two RBs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one kicker, and one defense, one team defense. So nine slots each week. You play Patrick Mahomes week one, guess what? He's gone. Out. Forever. Forever. 
The great thing about this type of league, no draft, no free agency, no waiver wire, no trades, no, no salary cap, no, no rules that can be misconstrued. Play a guy once, he's gone. So the way it works, oh, way it works. Well, except for you, like that one guy who like never played a tight end or something. What was it? It was Joe. Actually, it turned out for four weeks. He was thinking of another league and was accidentally not playing enough wide receivers. And it didn't make sense to me because he usually does so well at fantasy. I'm like, what? Is, why? And I looked and realized he was only playing two. So being a good commissioner, I did text him and let him know that this yeah. was happening. Even though I'm also a competitor, I could have not, but. He's a we had to talk about it. You called me and it's like, what yeah, should I, like, I do? Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, I did it. So we, I called him, let him know. Um, and then he got it switched out. Uh, so again, make sure you know your rules. Right? He dug himself. It's only four weeks, but he dug himself a little hole. That could have been a potential 60 points, 80 points. So the way this works, doesn't matter how many people are in the league. After 14 weeks of our, of our regular season is the first 14 weeks. The top half of people make the playoffs. The other the other people, if there's 30 teams, top 15 make it, bottom 15, you're done. Nothing. See you next year. Top 15. Playoffs go weeks 15, 16, 17, and 18. Because it factors into our decisions. Let's save Josh Allen to week 18. Well, if the Bills had the number one seed wrapped up, guess what? Josh Allen's going to play three snaps. You're getting zero points so you might end up playing geno smith in week 18 because he's fighting for a freaking uh, a playoff spot in the real nfl so for weeks 15 16 17 18 points reset to zero players do not and i like that because a couple variances of of this format that i've seen before and played them before some of them will be like two and done or three and done yeah. and you can play Derrick Henry three times. N nope, not here. It is once. It is done. And some of those, when the playoffs, you know, your your top half of your league make the playoffs, and then the players reset, and you can play whoever you want. Yeah. Nope, not this. It is a year long. I mean, process. Yep. And every uh, we always end up spending more time thinking and strategizing in this league with this format than probably our other leagues combined. Absolutely. And it's so much fun. But the beauty of it is if you really want, you don't have to spend about five minutes a week on it, plug in the lineup. If you, or you can be us and have these elaborate spreadsheets that everything's color-coded and you're planning your playoffs out by week seven. Oh, yeah. I, I spent hours planning out my playoff situations, and then it came down to that last week, and all I had to do was not have I was ahead of someone by like a hundred and like not, 17 points or something not. went was from it next him? to last to making the playoffs in two weeks yeah now I could have just loaded my lineup and sailed into the playoffs and then you know did some patchwork but I was confident you know I, I can use these guys that you know only you and I have ever heard of right and still make it in the playoffs because that's I mean that's what we do yeah and everything worked out exactly as planned, except he scored like 200 and some points and beat me by Two like 117, which was crazy. Yeah, it, Absolutely insane. It was like the most improbable thing that could have happened, happened. And it, I, it really was, was not like there was one maybe like a, not fights. even a 1% chance of it happening. He, uh, you he struck goalie. Like, Everybody put this. in. Quarterbacks, five touchdowns. Running backs, wide receivers, two touchdowns, 160 yards. 
It was madness. Crazy. And that's the beauty of this league. Weeks 13 and 14 are the craziest of them all because anybody on the cusp of either making the playoffs or missing yep. it, you can't you can't hold back anymore. Because otherwise, if you don't make the playoffs, you saved all those players for nothing. So you have yeah. they throw out these all pro lineups because they have to to make it, and you just sort of got the screw job on it. Um, yeah, I had a big enough lead that I was able to just sort of hold back a little bit mm -hmm. and save everybody for the playoffs. But the people that were on that cusp, you seemed safe. You're in like sixth, I think you end up in tenth or eleventh, and didn't make it. Yeah, I missed it by one. One, yeah. I think I was tenth, and with nine went or something like that. Yeah, and you missed it by like eight points or something. Oh yeah, it was. It was. I think it was seven. It was like. I mean, yeah. it was. Oh, it's wild, but it's it, all good. It's I mean, crazy it's crazy for him, but it, you're right. It's so fun for yeah. me. Same thing. I get so much more enjoyment out of it. It's so much. It's mind blowing when you play Jeff or when you play Eli Mitchell two years in a row and he has two carries for 45 yards and then he blows his knee apart in the first quarter and you're just stuck with nothing. Or you don't play a guy one week, he blows up for 45. You play him the next week, hoping the hot hand, he has seven points. It really just it can it can blow your mind. But again, there's there's no wiggle room. There's no rules interpretations. There's nothing. You just pick players. You play them once. That's it. Love it. All right. Yeah. So again, if uh, if anyone's interested in that, let us know. Shoot us a message on Facebook or text us. Call us. Comment on uh, the post here with the video. Whatever you need to do. Uh, anything else for you, Kevin? I think I'm good, dude. It's all. It's just about go time here. I'm going to set the once and done up this weekend. By the way, so. Uh, We'll get everybody signed Excellent. up. And your legal record is Friday, the draft? That is correct. Friday night at 8 o'clock. It'll take about probably about six hours of a lot of players. 272 yeah. slots in that league. 16 teams, 17 yeah. roster spots. It is. And it, it goes and goes. Tomorrow night for me, I'm picking up uh, a friend or two from the airport. And uh, a bunch of us, for my legal record, we're meeting in Virginia Beach. Uh, we do destination drafts every year now, so – Virginia Beach was uh, chosen for this year, so mine will be Saturday, about 3 p.m.-ish, and uh, I'm sure I'll call you either very excited or very pissed off by about 6-ish. I am hoping Friday – I only have four slots of my 17-player roster right. available, but I have a boatload of money to spend. But I'm still almost certain that at some point Friday evening, I'm going to be texting you about how unbelievably pissed off I am. Give me a call, buddy. Everybody in my league runs up the prices on me. And I could bid on Fran Tarkington for $3, and still somebody's going to bid 4 just to be a jerk. The guy's, the guy's dead. You get that little dollar. Exactly. <laughs> What? it's just, I, it's just how it is and there's only a few people i'm targeting because again this was our or my yours together whatever i told you all about it you were you were on board with it my two-year plan for for this to dominate for years to come and so far it's worked to a t but friday night it's going to be big because the whole thing could just blow off my face i love it i can't wait to hear how, how it works out for you buddy i hope it goes well all right folks thanks for listening make sure you check us out Facebook, Spotify, Twitter sometimes, definitely YouTube. We're out of here. We'll see you in a week. See ya.